Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And today I want to just tell you a little story of something that happened to me recently. I was in New York to speak at a big business conference and had a really good experience. It was a great client and and had some fun, but it was an evening event. So I had scheduled my flight home, not for early in the morning on Friday, but for later in the day. And one of the reasons I did that was I love New York City. And one of my favorite things to do in New York is to go to my brother's studio. I've mentioned it here on the podcast before. I have an older brother who is a saxophone repairman, and he is in New York City. Now, if you think about that, what a cool niche business. I love people who kind of work in a niche. And the best example I know of anybody who's made a great living and been successful and reached the top of his game, one of the best examples is my brother. But on this day when I was in New York, he wasn't going to be coming into the city. He lives out in the suburbs, and he has a studio in town. And one of my favorite things to do is to go to his studio and watch him work with his clients and and see him fine tune these, these very ornate instruments and make them be able to put out the sound that they put out that is so soul wrenching. He's really good at it and it's a lot of fun, but on this day he wasn't going to be there. So I reached out to somebody who I had on my podcast several months ago who I knew lived in New York. I had never met her in person. She's extremely impressive. I'd read one of her books, and I thought maybe she'd be willing to grab breakfast with me. So I sent her an email and said, hey, would you be willing to meet me for breakfast? And she got back to me and said, I think that would be fantastic. And let me invite along a couple of other podcasters who I've been on their shows, but I've never met them in person, and they live in the New York area. So she organized a little breakfast with her and three pod, three podcasters who she had been on the shows, but none of us knew each other. And so we showed up at this restaurant, and we spent the morning together, about 90 minutes, having a really interesting conversation. But here's the thing. This little breakfast club, for me, was extremely pivotal. It was almost transformational. Now, it's hard for me to say that when I look back three years from now that a breakfast I had four days ago was going to be a turning point in my career. But over the last four days, I have thought so much about this experience that I wanted to share it with all of you, with, with the listeners to this show, because it was a really cool experience, and it exposed me to the fact that I may not be thinking big enough. Maybe, maybe I'm not playing with, with 100% of everything I have and just leaving it out there on the field, because I had breakfast with three people who were doing just that. All of these people were at the absolute top of their game. And what it did is it sort of reminded me that there are people out there who are playing at a level that I'm not playing at. These people think at a level. They think deeply. They're doing things that aren't necessarily what I do kind of at my own sort of core. And instead of being like jealous or like feeling intimidated – Instead, I sat there at breakfast, and I was absolutely impressed. And about halfway through the breakfast, I realized that maybe I had been upgraded to the big kids' table for an hour and a half, and I should not waste this experience. And I really wanted to make sure that I was going to learn from these like really great minds and what, the, what they were doing and how they were thinking. I wanted to be able to grasp that, and I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to forget this breakfast 
because there was something going on, and, and I knew it at a subconscious level that I needed to grasp hold of this experience. So while people were talking, I was, I was looking right into their eyes. I was trying to peer into their soul. But at the same time, I was paying attention to all of my surroundings. I wanted to remember what the dining room looked like. I wanted to remember the silverware and the salt and pepper shaker and everything that was on the table. And I wanted to remember who the other patrons were in the restaurant. And I was trying to, it was like I was in a movie. I was trying to make sure that I was burning into my mind everything that was happening around me. Because these people, these people I was with, they looked at the world differently. And I don't mean it in a good or bad way. They just looked at the world bigger. They just had a way of thinking that the world was about abundance and that it was okay to ask for more. And when they talked about their businesses and how they grew their businesses, none of them were shy about the fact that they were playing at a very high level and that they didn't have time to be caught in the what ifs or the whys. They were out there doing things. And I think there are people who live in this state of abundance. And when they live in that state of abundance, I really believe that more things come their way. And I was definitely at breakfast with people who were doing that. These were high-level people who have high-level doors opened for them on a regular basis. Now, I'm not undermining myself. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've been very successful. I've had a lot of things happen in my career where people say, wow, you're so fortunate or you know, you're so lucky to have those things happen. But I think that if I use baseball as an analogy – these people were definitely the top players in sort of a major league. When they talked about the people who they're working with and who they're doing business with and who their clients were, it just was not better or worse. It was just different. And I started asking myself that why? Why were these people able to do the things that they were doing on a daily basis? And part of it is that they were just very comfortable about going in and making the ask. They had no problem going up to people who were extravagantly successful and telling them that they wanted to work with them. They had no problem asking people for money, and getting a yes was a norm for them. I think a lot of people who I talk to, you know, who are my friends and, and others, I think a lot of people get caught up in sort of second-guessing. You know, they get worried. Maybe I shouldn't make the ask. Maybe it would be embarrassing. But the reality is, is people who are playing at the highest levels, you know, where there is really high success, it's a success mindset. And they live in it. They know that there's going to be failures along the way, but they, they don't even pay attention to that. They don't even worry about it. They are so focused on how do I get the next successful level under my belt? And they just keep working for it. And they're not worried about uh, uh, failure, even though they know it's going to happen. They have goals that they set that are big and they're actively taking action to make sure that every day they are moving themselves forward towards that goal. The one thing is, is that, you know, I learned that having a goal is important and I have a lot of goals, but executing on the goals are what's important because talking about it isn't execution. And I sat at breakfast with some people who were really doers and they reminded me that the big leagues do exist. They're out there and any one of us can get a seat at that table. The truth is, is that these people didn't have anything special. None of them were born into royalty. There was nothing about their backgrounds that said that they had, you know, the golden ticket. The reality was they just looked at the world in a way that said they can go and play at the top. And they did things and they met people and they took actions that led them to doing some really, really great things. And so at this breakfast, I sort of got a glimpse at what this world was like. 
And again, my world's great. I run around with some amazing people. But there's another league out there. And I'm not saying I want to leave my world behind. But once you've had a glimpse inside of the way these people think who are really achieving things at a level where some of us might sit back and say, wow, once you've had a glimpse, once you've spent 90 minutes at a table with three people who operate at this level, I got to be honest, it makes you hungry that you want more of it. You want to see more of that world. You want to try more things. And so I came to a realization that something, and I don't know what it is, something has definitely been holding me back. Now, when I say that, some people say, well, Tom, you know, holding you back, you're doing great. Well, yeah, but I want to do more and I'm hungry to do more. And so I got invited to this breakfast where I sat around with some people who inspired me. And that inspiration really meant something to me. And and having that chance to spend time with them really has had my mind operating differently for the last several days. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that. But as always, I am so fortunate to be able to do this show. And I'm so fortunate because of my partnership with Podfly. And they're the sponsor of this episode. So Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment and training and the guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. If you want to start a podcast, if that's something that you're thinking about, I got to tell you, reach out to Podfly. They're nice people. They'll have a conversation with you. They'll give you a lot of information. And if you decide to work with them, you're going to be glad you did. Jump on over to podfly.net slash cool things to see the offer that they have for the listeners to this show. Now, what is it that I found myself doing differently in the last four days? Well, the first thing is I have found myself thinking differently. I keep picturing the faces of the three people in my little breakfast club. And I keep thinking, what is it that they do in a daily situation? What questions do they ask? How do they ask about why and how? What are they thinking about when they're going into a deal? What are they not thinking about? Because clearly, these people are working with, you know, at at this level that just, I, I don't even know how to describe it. And as I hear myself talk, I think you're saying, well, what do you mean by a higher level? What are the big leagues? Well, these people, the, the, the clients that they're working with and the amount they're charging for the services that they offer, I mean, for some people, we'd go like, oh, my God. One guy mentioned what his daily coaching rate was for people who he coaches, and I literally had to sit at the table and, and strain not to scream, oh, my God. But the reality is, is there's a lot of people out there who are getting amazing amounts of money for the value that they're providing, and their clients love it and would pay them even more. Now, how do you get into a situation where you're providing that kind of value? First of all, I think there's a level of confidence that you have to believe that's what I'm here to provide, and this is my true calling, and this is what I need to be doing. And I think every person who I sat at breakfast with believed that they were on this earth to be offering the product and the service that they offer. And I realize that if I want to play at that higher level, I need to show up ready to play. So think about that. What does an athlete do? If they're going to show up and play in a Super Bowl or a World Series or the Olympics, they don't just show up. They don't go out and drink six beers the night before. They're ready when they hit the field. They've been practicing. They've been conditioning. They have been doing their visualization of what they need to be out there doing, and they are ready, and they know that they're ready. They know that the years of practice that they've done has led them to this exact moment, and they have a level of confidence. 
So my daughter, who's in college, has joined the ultimate girls' ultimate frisbee team for her university, and she's brand new to the sport, but she's really committed. She played in her first tournament, and she said, okay, I'm a rookie, and so I didn't get to play a lot, but I also know that by the time I'm a sophomore and a junior and a senior, if I want to play, I need to be ready. And so she and another rookie are going to the gym in addition to their practices that they have. They're going to the gym two mornings a week to do extra conditioning. They're meeting out on the quad in the middle of campus to throw that frisbee so that they can learn how to do it better. Because the more they practice, the more they condition, the more they think about being ready, the more they're going to get themselves ready when that opportunity comes to play in tournaments. And the same thing is true for us in business. Are we really treating it like we are a top-level athlete? Because if we want to perform at the very top of our careers, I think that analogy is absolutely perfect. And I can't make excuses. I have not always done this. I kind of skated around when I was younger. I was 40-something before I really decided I wanted to turn this up. And if you look at what I've done with my speaking career, I've been successful and I've worked really hard the last six and a half years. But my biggest regret is, what if I had started this when I was 25 instead of when I was 43? What would that extra 18 years have done for me if I could have actually gone out and really started at least preparing to have my own career, to be this solopreneur, to be this speaker, this trainer, this author, this coach? What if I had believed in my soul at 25 what I believed at 45 and had started laying the groundwork? It doesn't mean I had to, had to quit my job and go do it, but what if I had started the conditioning to get me ready years in advance? Well, I didn't. And I can't sit around and make excuses and I can't blame society and I can't blame my parents. I didn't do it. But you know what? Today, I can do it. And I think that's true for all of you. If you're thinking, I'm getting what Tom is talking about. I want to play at a higher level. Stop making excuses. You know, Nike said it best when they said, just do it. Start doing something that brings you to that higher level. Now, maybe, maybe you need to get that glimpse. Maybe you need to get that glimpse of people who are out there really swinging for the fences before you start to believe, hey, I can do it. And so reach out to somebody. Who do you know who's a doer? Who do you know is someone who's out there really trying stuff and finding that level of success that's higher than your own? You got to know somebody who's out there swinging for the fences. Call them and say, let's go to breakfast. Maybe they can invite a couple of other people who are doing the types of things that they're doing. And, and you sit there, and I really felt like I was sitting at the feet of giants. Now, I'm not going to tell all of you who these people were, and I'm pretty sure they don't listen to my podcast. But they know who they are. If they're listening right now, they're thinking, what's Tom talking about, the feet of giants? Because they also were very humble people. None of these people looked at me and said, he should be at the kids' table. At least I don't think they did. But, but they themselves were very humble and looked at what they're doing as just part of their journey. And I looked at these people as, wow, they're out there crushing it. They're making this type of money. They're working with this type of client. They're doing these amazing things. All these doors are opening for them. And yet for them, that was just a Friday. That's just what they do. And they're hungry to be able to do more. And so when I look at the people who are really those peak performers, they're They don't see themselves as a peak performer. There's always something for them where they can be fine-tuning and doing more. So get yourself around a couple of those people who you admire and find out what are they doing. And and you can't necessarily go copy what they do today. You can't just raise your rates or, or position yourself as that. But find out what did they do when they were starting out or when they were at your level on the ladder. Don't make excuses. Just get around the people who are really doing it because I got to tell you, that is so inspiring to be around people who are really out there making things happen. 
And that's one of the reasons that I'm trying to start this group coaching program, the Cool Things Project, for some of the listeners on here, is I want to get a group of people who, even if they're not the the highest level performers, dang it, they're committed to go out and do it. And if we can get together once a week and have a Google Hangout call, if we can, you know, share on a Facebook page and share ideas and, and, and share with each other, all of a sudden, all of us all of us are going to improve. And I'm starting this thing not to say, hey, I'm your guru and I'm coming down from the mountain with tablets. I'm part of the people. I'm one of the people on that journey. This coach, this group coaching pro- program, part of it is I'm hoping you're there to coach me too. And so if you're interested in getting involved with the, the Cool Things Project, send me an email. It's Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com. I'm still gathering names. I'm still trying to get this put together. It turns out that I probably talked about it too early. I probably should have built some infrastructure into it. But I'm not going to charge an obscene amount because this is as much for me as it is for everybody else. I'm just going to facilitate it and maybe be able to share some of the stuff that I've done. But the people who've reached out to me are excited about it. And if we can get 10 or 12 or 20 people who want to play, who all want to turn that up to the next level, I think this can be really amazing. So let's get around people who have that same desire. Because I really believe that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Now, that's an old saying, but you know what? It is so true, and I'm ready, and I was ready that day when I went to breakfast, but I didn't know I was going to be sitting with three teachers. Now, I sat there through that breakfast, and about halfway through, I realized I wish I had the money that I could have written a big check to every single one of them to make them be my personal coach, my personal mentor, but I just can't afford that. These people charge a lot of money for even just a day of coaching. However, What was very, very interesting was, is I realized that all of these people have amazing intellectual property out there on the internet and some of it's free, some of it's, you know, not, you know, expensive. It's not private coaching level of expensive. And I realized that we all got along great and I I think they all liked me, but I don't think any of them were like so taken with me that they want me to be their best friend and that they're going to mentor me for free. So I'm not going to call and ask, hey, you know, can I pick your brain or, or would you mind being my mentor with me not paying your coaching fee? But instead, I've decided that each of these people can be a mentor to me because I can read their books. I can listen to their podcasts. They have a lot of videos and other intellectual property online. And I can take that breakfast that lasted for 90 minutes and I can turn it into that piece where I can continuously learn from each of them. So I have sort of secretly appointed them all as my secret board of advisors. And for the time being, not forever, I am sort of cyber-stalking everything they've written, everything that they do online, and I am trying to learn from them so that I can have that little spark, that little thing that gets me to be able to stand shoulder-to-shoulder with them the next time I get brought to that table. Because I was ready, and the teachers appeared. But you have to remember that we can learn from anybody. We don't have to learn from people who are just the top performers. That's why I'm so excited about that coaching group, the Cool Things Project, because anybody who joins brings something to the table that I can learn from. And everybody who joins brings something to the table that everybody else can learn from. And of course, I'm going to be the moderator of the group. I'm confident that I bring something that all of you can learn from. So if you're ready, let your teachers appear. And it doesn't have to be my coaching group, for God's sake. There's a lot of different programs that you can get involved with that are affordable. It doesn't have to be $20,000 a day coaching. It can be, you know, hundreds of dollars a year that can get you involved and be able to 
let you get exposed to people who you can learn from. And you take a little bit from this teacher, a little bit from that teacher, a little bit from this other teacher, and all of a sudden, you've changed your entire trajectory for your future. So I'm a real big believer in that idea, and I just feel fortunate that these teachers appeared at breakfast last Friday. But you know what? There's no shortcuts. There's no way that any one of us can sit down at a breakfast with three interesting people and let that change their lives. In order to make things happen, we have to take action. And I am inspired right now, like I've never been inspired, to take more action and to be very, very focused as I go through and figuring out what do I need to do in 2016 to be able to grow, to be able to grow my life. It's not just my career as a speaker and as a trainer and as a master of ceremony. It's not just about growing the audience for this podcast. It's not just about growing as a husband and a father and a friend and a brother, but it's about how do I package all of this into a life that I can be proud of on a daily basis. And I think a lot of you who listen to the show, I think a lot of you are nodding saying, Tom, I totally understand what you're talking about. So there are no shortcuts. You've got to take the action. And I think we all look for those shortcuts. And I I see it all over the internet. And when I listen to other podcasts and I I read people's courses, everybody out there is trying to get that, that handout. And yet, when I sit with the people who are the big achievers, they realize that there are no handouts. There's no welfare for successful people. Successful people go out and take those actions to make it happen. So that's where I am. I came back from a lunch four days ago, and I feel more inspired than I have felt in a year. And I hope that by sharing this story with you, maybe I've given you just a little piece of inspiration. So get out there and try to grasp what is it that you want to do. And don't make excuses and realize that there is a big leagues But any of us can join. We don't have to be in the minors. We don't have to be in the stands. We can be out there in the field swinging at those pitches. But we have to put ourselves there. So I'm going to be back in a couple of days with another interview. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there and have a great day. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this show. And I just hope a little bit of this show got you inspired. And if it did, go do something. We'll see you in a couple days. Thanks. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.